every day during this great and terrible pause that we find ourselves in, the Coot Street Podcast is spending 10 minutes with book lovers and readers from around the world to talk about what they're reading, what they're interested in, what they think you might be interested in. Today, I'm joined by the head of Saga Press, the wonderful Joe Monty. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good, Jonathan. How are you? I am well. How is the great and terrible Paul's treating you? I'm really, I'm really fortunate to be living in Princeton, um, uh, and away from New York City, and you know, it's a lot of the, the pravities that uh, colleagues and friends have to deal with as an everyday. And as New Yorkers and as an ex-New Yorker, we all there's always a new normal, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a lot harder. Where you know, I, I walk the dog, mm-hmm. uh, I, I supplement my shopping by going to a farmer's market. Or it's literally like, okay, here's some eggs from a little local farmer that they put in a cooler. Um, so, and I also have the kind of job that lets me do my work um, sometimes more optimally, sometimes less optimally, uh, <laughs> but um, still able to do it completely. Well, actually, let, let me ask you this because I haven't actually asked anybody else this yet, but I want to ask you right now, I think. A lot of people who listen to the podcast are either readers or they're writers or they're involved in publishing. Sure. We're facing a pretty strange time, right? Very. Do you, do you feel optimistic about what's going to happen? Do you feel like there's reason to be optimistic or do you think publishing is in for a bit of a buffeting before we get back on our feet? Uh, maybe if we condense it to science fiction, fantasy, horror, it'd be easier. Yeah. Um, cause I think overall publishing, absolutely. Um, it's going to be pullback and then as far as the states go, election years are not very good for nonfiction in general. Mm. So you have a few things, um, that are problematic for 2020, but as far as our world or worlds, um, I am pessimistically optimistic. <laughs> uh, I, you know, That's I, fair. honestly, no, but I, I think it's going to be harder in some ways to push people who aren't as well known, maybe necessarily debuts, because I think debuts still get a shine that they will still be able to retain. But, um, the person who's been around for a couple of books that you want to push into another level or had one book and you want to do something else with, um, that might be harder. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, 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 um, you know, uh, because the, the bandwidth is more difficult. Um, I do wonder, uh, the thing I, I think about the most, um, because we've had some bestsellers like, you know, uh, and folks who have been on the bestseller list, but even so they, they still were able to hit it. And the fact that, uh, NK Jemison's book, came out at the absolute worst yeah. week and it still hit the bestseller list was such so heartening to me that I, I feel much more optimistic than I thought uh, I was going to feel about it. So, um, Scalzi did well, you know, Scalzi's Scalzi. You know, um, so those things made me feel better about it, but especially, uh, Nora's book. Um, but I, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, where are we going to go? And mm-hmm. you, Jonathan talked, I mean, I mean, you and Gary talked about this, uh, uh, previous podcast, but, uh, I am in the point of view that I don't want anything that's going to deal with a plague. Mm-hmm. I don't want to acquire anything that I have. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm going to work. I think it's 
when I was a buyer, this is a long time ago, but I had a couple of maxims um, because there were so many great novels that dealt with the Holocaust, or and this is YA middle grade, but that dealt with the Holocaust or uh, the Underground Railroad as a couple of examples. And there were some great books uh, that we could think of. And then I just debut novels or somebody else writing, and I'm like, it's good. It's not great. And if you're going to read this, you're going to read one of the five great ones. So no. <laughs> and then, you know, no, really. And then, um, and then the book thief came along. Like, oh, mm-hmm. This is something. Mm. And so if you get that kind of plague novel, that's the book thief type of book. Sure. Um, but until that kind of book comes across, I'm not interested. And I don't know if readers will be. I mean, people yeah. will argue right now in this moment. Yes, the stand bumped up. Just like after the elections in the U.S., that, <laughs> uh, you know, Handmaid's Tale bumped up for 1984. Um, but those are very iconic novels yeah. uh, for decades. And, you know, do, are other plague novels or dystopians bumping up a little bit maybe? We're getting some notice, absolutely, uh, initially. Um, I don't know, my, I'm needing towards things that I've wanted to read and not big books because I don't have time, but some comfort. And yeah, I don't know that this is going to change the way we want to read. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Well, let me circle it back, back, back to you a little. Are you finding that with all of this and everything else that you're still able to, to read, to edit, to work? to enjoy all of that space? It's been difficult. There have been times, um, especially in the the beginning, um, I stopped coming into the office on March 12th. Um, So, but uh, the first couple of weeks right after that, and the rest of March, basically, uh, it was whack-a-mole, and Mm -hmm. it was, here's this fire, okay, we don't know how to do this, I can't get access to that, um, kind of thing. And those first few weeks, I did nothing. I didn't, Submission, uh, edits, nothing for at least three weeks, maybe more. And this equilibrium start to happen where the meetings became less so, uh, and the, 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 the fire wrangling, uh, lessened. I was, oh, all right. I have a couple of days and I did a couple of books right away. And then it's been a vacillation. Like this week has been very bad. <laughs> it's been a lot of bad administrative work and juggling and cat wrangling. Um, and so I thought I was going to get a lot more editing done, but it hasn't happened. So I think that's going to pop up every once in a while. And because the, I'm able to do everything at this point now, I have access, but it's not optimal. Yeah, um, in order for me to get things or uh, get things off my desktop at work, I have to go into another system that gets into another system. Or even like downloading things off our, our server, I have yeah. to download it within the server system and then get it, send it as an email attachment to myself in order to get it onto my laptop in order to send it to, an, to a writer. <laughs> so I sympathize. That's right. And so, okay, that's 15 minutes. Maybe, yeah. you know. It's it's not ten seconds. Let me ask you then: What are you reading right now? You know, is it any good? Uh, I have acquired a couple of things. One thing at an auction, um, and it was the kind of this is the uh, Five Queendoms by Greer McAllister that uh, was the kind of book that I've been waiting six years to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, like I've wanted something that was uh, like Cushiel's Dart uh, sort of thing um, that had romance and action and was not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, uh, so that's one thing that I've been looking for. And then um, I was also looking for a, 
proper feminist fantasy. And by, I guess what I really mean is, um, um, not even feminist, but, uh, oh, I'm mangling the actual terms. I'm tired. <laughs> but, um, the, it's five queendoms and they're actually a matriarchal society. There we go. The brain's working. Um, but it actually worked out. In a, in a logical sense, where I've come across matriarchal fantasies, and they've largely not held up. They're, they're either written by men, and so they don't fully get it. And I've come across that a lot. Even people who are earnest about it, um, it just devolves into something. Um, but this one's it. This one's it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But I will tell you about a bad thing, because I mm-hmm. think it's interesting, too. Um, and... Late February, early March, uh, I was catching up on some submissions and there was sometimes when you do that, you get to read a bunch of things in a row. And there was a theme that cropped up and one of them was about emerging AI. And so there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of that in my submissions and I'm sure in general there are. So I'm seeing it everyone else's. Um, but they're typically done by a debut writer and a debut writer who's a man and they all seem to devolve into some kind of sex bot discussion and whether the android who's developed a personality and then this main character has some affection towards whether that uh, android uh, then is actually a person or not and they all decide like no they're just a thing they're other they're not worthy and it's from a, such a male point of view and some of them are much more toxic than others and some of them are trying to be more thought, thoughtful about it but still it just dev- devolves and it can't help but think that it's some subconscious reaction to the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. that there's something going on there, and it's kind of repulsive and sad that this is what's coming out. Um, but there's a lot of AI discussion, um, and uh, that's probably the biggest thematic thing I'm seeing. Uh, that and just naturally there are, coincidentally, um, because it's all happened before the plague when I've gotten these, um, the pandemic that is post-plague in some way or another in books and not interested. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I can completely understand that. Well, the, the other thing I've been asking people, and I, I realize I've been casting it really simplistically, and I compl- I've been casting this question in terms of Pratchett versus Proust. It's this time in the world. What would you recommend people read, seek out, look for? I t- it's easy to just look at Proust as being challenging, difficult, Pratchett as being comforting, comforting and warm, but are there books you'd, you'd recommend to people? Um, yeah, I, I hate to be prescriptive, mm. but I will speak for myself. Um, I went through this kind of uh, thought process in my head, like, you know what? I always want to learn Latin. Maybe this is the chance that I teach yeah. myself. Uh, and I actually downloaded um a program and I was starting to read something and I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> this is actually what I don't, this is not what I really want to do. I have so little free time to read anyway um, for pleasure. And so um, I picked up a uh, book, book eight or nine, I forget, of uh, Stephen Bruce's uh, uh, <laughs> series, Tato series. And you know, I, I love these. I love these. And some of these are better than others, but like, you know, there's that. And, um, I'm half Argentinian, and so mm-hmm. I've always wanted a couple of Argentinian writers, and so I finally picked up uh, Samantha Schweblin's uh, Fever Dream. So yep. there's that. So that's this is my 
range. This is, um, in our world, we consider this a novella. It's 179 pages of a really short book. Yep. Um, nice. And then, yeah. Um, and then, uh, so, which is comfort reading for me. Um, so, you know, but different folks vary. Uh, if you want to read a plague novel, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a great one. Uh, there's one that's just come out this week called Down Days um, from Skybound. Um, who I work with, uh, and it's set in South Africa, and it's based partially on a outbreak that happened in the 60s with some laughing gas and some uncontrollable laughter. Um, and she's taken that and run with it. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's a story of a pandemic that's brilliant. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a great fantasy that's really kind of like middle-of-the-road fantasy in the sense like classic epic fantasy that actually got a Brandon Sanderson uh, blurb from it and it's called The Kingdom of Liars. Mm-hmm. The new author, Nick Bartell, um, comes out from Galan's this week and we pushed ours out to June, although mm-hmm. the ebook is out now too. Um, and uh, it's the kind of fantasy that I loved from the 90s. And yeah, it's modern. It's a, a diverse cast and men and women both. And uh, so it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's more nuanced than the '90s stuff, but it has that feel, um, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's a couple of new things from Saga, but like, um, yeah, I have so many great things that I'm working on that uh, are just such a joy. A number of books that you've put out in the world have come up during this discussion. I think it's Ian McDonald who's reading your edition of the book Versey, the one you put together, oh, the beautiful illustrated one, and raving about it. Scott Lynch was being a little gushy the other day about uh, Machine and uh, Ancestral Night by Elizabeth Baird, but we'll forgive him. And I have to say, I've read Ancestral Night and loved it. So, well, so Machine is actually a, a medical thriller about a, a kind of a pandemic that goes on on a space station. So, Fun. it's actually about <laughs> being it's removed enough that you won't feel like, oh, God, this is my life. Um, it's great. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the Paul books, but yeah, yeah. What's fun is that she's doing very much an A and M Banks culture. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're interrelated, but they're not a series. And I know we've touched on some of it, but are there other things coming up that you've worked on that you'd like to mention to everybody that, that might be worth keeping an eye for, or is it too difficult to pick a favorite child? No, it is too difficult. But like um, near future, uh, you know, we talked about Bear's book, which is awesome. Uh, so I found into horror. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, a couple of years ago, I thought after uh, seeing Jordan Peele's uh, Get Out, I thought it, w- it was just an epiphany for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, rather than dystopian fiction, like more like what dystopian did like 12, 15 years ago. Uh, I think dystopian can't work now because we're living in times that are too close um, to what we think of as that. But horror, mm-hmm. horror can the issues of race and class and culture that we're dealing with around the world and nationalism in a way that's immediate and yet removed enough that you can look at it from a different perspective. And I thought Peel did such a good job with that, um, that I wanted uh, something like that. And then Stephen Graham Jones, uh, who's such a good writer, um, I had his next novel come up to me at a writer's conference. Um, I read it on the plane and bought it within like a week and a half. And it's called The Only Good Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to come out in two weeks, and now it's coming out in July. And it's gotten rave reviews. Mm-hmm. I've got blurbs from Tommy Orange to Josh Mallerman, you know, and it's, it's the whole spectrum. It's um, 
I hope that's going to be one of the books of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's really wonderful because it's, Stephen's been around a while, but he's really layered in a discussion. It's an American novel about the you know, American Indian experience. It's, it's, it's really great. And okay. it's, it's scary as hell. And, yeah. uh, it's, um, it's wonderful. Um, so that's the near future. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the fall's just another nice list of, uh, great books. Um, Couple of horror novels, uh, one set in the White House called *The Residence* uh, by Andrew Piper, um, yeah. and uh, Rebecca Rowan Horses' brand new fantasy starting of a series called *Black Sun*, which mm-hmm. we debuted the cover of, and ARCs are just about to go out in another week, um, and that's her taking a look at Mesoamerican uh, inspired fantasy that hasn't been done in a while. Yeah. Um, Picasso really nailed the cover and. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of great stuff coming out. Excellent. Yeah, I'm lucky. It sounds like a busy and exciting time. I, um, so, look, I want to thank you for making time to talk to us today. I genuinely appreciate it. I hope that the coming months are gentle and easy on you and that we that I see you somewhere not too far down the road. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm much more pessimistic about Jonathan. I... I I miss conventions. I miss the Barcons. So I love this podcast that you guys are doing because it's, it's the, the, the 10, which is really always like 15 minutes. And I forget yeah, how long yeah. we've gone here. Maybe 17. We're like 17. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's Barcon as you, you and Gary said on a previous podcast. And it's, it's been wonderful for me to listen to. So thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And thank you again for doing it. I genuinely appreciate it. <laughs>